Play us in, Jim. Ah, and welcome to the After Improv Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Augusti. As always, with the wizard, the warrior, and the maiden true, Jim Harper, John Yar, and Heather Anonymous. And today, yet another special guest. Everybody welcome from, you know, I should have asked how to pronounce his name before I started JB. This. JB, that's right. It's it's a difficult thing, but uh, from our writing class, JB, everybody. Yay! Oh, I'm happy to be here. Big fan. Yeah, Big he's fan. a true super fan. He was kind of weirding everybody out with how much he knew about the podcast. Yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> but to explain, After Improv is a podcast of four uh, Nepal earthquake rescue aid workers who were all kicked out for joking about it too soon. Uh, no, not really. It is a podcast about. I'm, I'm going to keep explain to the audience that that was a joke. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to keep doing this every week. I don't care. It's my thing. Yeah. Um, it's a podcast started by four people who are taking improv class together and going out to the bar and talking and having a good time, and uh, then decided why not to record it. And now it's more about our writing class that we're taking at Planet Ant. So, JB, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know that you've taken improv before, and now you're taking the writing class with us. How much improv have you taken? I've gone up to Advanced 3, about to go in... Or, no, no, Intro 3, about to go into Intro 4, and then um, my class kind of dropped out for the summer, so the whole class had to take a break. So me and Kara decided to take the writing course. And uh, that's where I met you beautiful people. Oh, he called us beautiful guys. The, uh, the intro at Go, Go Comedy. Comedy. Go Comedy. Go Comedy. Yeah, and the current class is at Planet. So what, I asked this of all our guests that are improv related, what first you know made you decide? How old are you, first of all? 27. Is that a lie or no? No, that's okay. true. Okay, <laughs> good. I'm not calling you a liar. I'm saying, is that anonymous? That came out wrong. I apologize. It's okay. I'm a very honest liar. Yeah. So JB, anonymous, brother of Heather, Heather anonymous. That's everybody's sibling is what I call no, you don't want to think of him as a brother? Okay, that's telling. Oh, yeah. Anyway, mm, I'm going to put in some sound. Maybe I'll make later. one of the infamous sex streams. Yeah. Or one of the yeah. infamous sex streams. Wait, let, let, let's stop here for a second, guys. Has he made an appearance? The class has been going on for two weeks. Oh, no, not yet. Okay. Uh, what first... <laughs> Sorry, JB. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, it's JB. Right. Uh, not sorry at all. So what made you first decide to sign up for improv? All right, I've always um lifelong fan of comedy and um I did a little bit in high school with directing some things but never an actor. Then in college I I uh, took radio and broadcast and TV things so there's a lot of writing skits and doing things and I actually met a friend of mine named Steve Cardinal who's actually uh top 50 comedians on YouTube. Wow. Yeah. That name does sound familiar actually. Yeah, he actually um what got him famous originally was chat roulette videos, and now those are his most popular ones again, where he would dress up in women's clothing, and then you got a lot of reaction shots on chat roulette. Oh. He'd do like the fake boobs, and then the reveal to like, oh, I have that was this. that was his um original video that I've seen that I've yeah seen that. that one he got up to a million views, and then together and with other people in our class, we did songs in real life, which just exploded him. And now, but now his videos way more popular than those ever were. Wow. Was he ever on uh, Omegle? I think that's what you call it. Omegle? Yeah. What is that? It's like chat roulette. It's like a different version of chat roulette. But there was a guy that does that too, who would pretend to be like a woman and then reveal himself. Um, I don't know. I know he did. Th that was one of his first really popular videos. Like he was really proud to get up to a million views with that. And then songs in real life, we got up to like 30 million. 
Wow. But now those those videos are even up to, like, I think between the four, 150 million. And I even flew me out to California to film the last one, which was a lot of fun. No kidding. So was, did he start, where did you go to college, first of all? Macomb Community College. Oh, okay. Whoa. All right. Yeah. yeah. Shout out. I think. Uh, I've taken classes there. So you guys are almost like colleagues, really, if you think yeah. about it. So was so did he start it out in Michigan then? Uh, yeah, he started out in Michigan. He just moved to California like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I traveled out with him, he was I got to stay with his roommates, which were just other. I felt awkward because they were YouTubers. And I'm like, oh, what do you guys do? Oh, so he lives with a bunch of YouTubers? Yeah, now he lives with YouTubers. But when I went out there to um, film, we were staying with them. And we were just hanging out for two or three days you know, going off to shoot and then they were just hanging out and I would see them playing on computers and then watching internet videos. I'm like, two days in, I'm like, hey, what do you guys do? And then they're like, oh, we make internet videos. And I realized they were working the whole time. And one guy was setting, sending things back to his animation studio saying, do this, do this, don't do this, don't do this, take this out. He wasn't just watching the same cartoons. He was actually producing things. He was just doing it in pajamas. Wow. So life. Yeah. doesn't YouTube also make, I think for like, I guess he would be considered like someone with his own channel, like they make uh, facilities available to them and things like that. Yeah. What he actually had, because um, I remember when I was out there, it was on his list to go out to Maker Studios. And when he originally signed up with them years ago, because be, you become a Google partner once you have so many subscriptions and things like that, they like you can become a partner and make money if there's ads on your videos. So, and then he signed with a studio, Maker Studios, and they were like a little place, probably, I'm guessing the size of Plan and Ant, Yeah. the way he talked about them. Mm-hmm. And then when we were out there to film the fourth one, we were there and it was a massive studio, hundreds of desks in the main room. Um, and then he was given the grand tour because he's one of their top guys Yeah. and he hadn't been out to this studio. There was green screens, there was like makeup sets and... Just like, oh, and if you ever want, you can use this HD uh, YouTube spot. Now, normally we rent it out, but, you know, you can have it whenever you want. Just make arrangements ahead of time. And they were just kissing his butt left and right. It was a really interesting thing to see because he was like, I'm just probably going to leave them. I don't even know what they do for me. And we get there and they're just kissing his ass up and down. It's like they were psychic and they heard him think, I'm just going to leave these motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, because he had no idea that they were even a useful resource. That's crazy. Wow. So do you, have you made like shot videos uh, of your own? Do you have any aspirations to do that yourself? Um, I think it'll be fun. Like uh, I did enjoy the process and I did enjoy the little bit of internet fame because I was getting stopped for photos and things. Oh, really? Yeah. Like if I went to the mall, um, middle school and high school kids would stop me and run up for photographs and some people would ask for my signatures and it was a lot of fun. That's and that Did last... it get you any ladies? That's the real yeah. question. Most of the photos I took, I put my hands straight up in the air because the girls were definitely like 16. So you broke their hearts. Actually, so you're saying yes. Actually, I did get one lady. Uh, JB is winking at us right now. No, no, no. Um, I did have a girlfriend, and she definitely was a fan, and that's part of how we met. So what you're saying is YouTube will get you laid. YouTube will get you laid. Okay. Okay. There so was a weird YouTube, everybody. Yeah, there was a weird hesitation there that I'm not going to go into. Oh, no, no, no it's fine. Okay, yeah, keep going then. Um, well, it's just an interesting story and with uh, the girl, because I was hanging out at Lover's Lane, <laughs> of course where else yeah yeah where else yeah well, first of all hanging out well i'm not gonna say why i think i know why you were exactly growing up in the area where you work is that the one what? i'm thinking of 
No, no, I was actually working out in Novi, hanging out at the Novi Lovers Lane. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I grew up in Clinton Township, still live in Clinton Township. Okay, I grew up in Novi, that's what yeah. I'm saying. So when he said that, and where he told me he worked, which he probably shouldn't say. That's fine. Uh, you know, I was like, oh, I know which one. I pictured it in my head. I haven't actually gone inside. You've anymore. never gone inside? No. Really cool people. I'll, I'll introduce you. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, why do you? Why were you just hanging out in there? Um, Is that a good place to pick up women? Actually, it's nearly impossible because okay. if you hang out there, you're generally deemed super creepy. Yeah. I mean, not creepy to go in there and buy stuff that, you know, everybody should. I mean, fulfill whatever you want. Heather's, but, Heather's really speaking. No, because I know a lot of guys will be hesitant to go in there because it's like, oh, no, they're going to think I'm creepy. It's like, no, everybody has sex and wants to do stuff with their stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you have a reason to go into a lingerie place, that's fine. But wait, is Lover, Lover's Lane, are they more lingerie or like toys? Actually, they're both. They were founded by a Christian, though. So there wasn't any risque porn or anything like that. There was no porn in there when I, I was going to say, go visit. was there any porn? Like risque porn? No, no porn. I think no. there was like sex for people in their 60s tapes, but that's not really Aww. porn. But um, no, so it's meant for ben ma- gay? married couples to spice up their love life in a, like, oh. a Christian way. But... My brother's ex-girlfriend became general manager and we were friends for a long time. So when she moved back and I found out she was working across the street from where I was working, I'm like, oh, I gotta go visit. So I was visiting her a couple times a week and we were hanging out. And then um, the girl I dated for about a year recognized me the first time. And then like, it was kind of like our first pseudo dates were at Lover's Lane surrounded by dildos, Wow, which is an interesting way to start a relationship. I have to say, that's a real baller move. Yeah. Picking up a girl in Lover's Lane. That's like, nice. I was proud. So what's your current job without being specific? Rest- I feel like you're giving away like everything, like oh, no, exactly no. where you work. But See, no, no, no. I'm fine with giving away a lot of information. Oh, Just okay. JB instead of any of my other um, nicknames kind of will throw out a lot of search results if oh, somebody's okay. looking for me. Wow. So you were working, so you, I can say the place you work at or? Uh, well, yeah. You can say you work at a, uh, like yeah, a steakhouse. Yeah, fine dining restaurant. Fine dining restaurant. Yeah. Very, very cloth, t- na- uh, cloth tablecloths. Yeah. I like steak. I oh. just want to put that out there for the people. Heather just looked at me like, there's no way there's a restaurant with cl- tablecloths made out of cloth. One really, day, Tony? one yeah, day because you've been there. to a fancy restaurant. I know you've been to Applebee's before. We've talked Not about this. Not fucking Applebee's. No? What was the fine dining? What was yeah. the fancy the restaurant? The fanciest yeah. one I went. Well, I went to the Whitney, which is pretty fancy. Ooh. Okay. And um, roast. Have you been to roast? I haven't been to roast. Um, the Capitol Grill's kind of fancy. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, we're off track. Here. <laughs> I was. Just, I just wanted to insult you and move on, but you know. <laughs> Because true or false, when I said a place with cloth tablecloths, you looked at me like this. You're like because it's a cloth tablecloth. It just sounded redundant. Uh, people get paper that's exactly tablecloths. What I thought. All I the thought time. the same thing when I was saying it. So that's the look I had. Not be, not yeah. look because I'm from Hazel Park. Are we You're friend, redundant. Are we, I never said anything about Hazel Park. You can be trash and not live in Hazel Park. I've also said that to you many times. Anyway. I haven't said any of these things to her at any times. Let's get back on track here. So uh, what do you do at the restaurant? Uh, assistant general manager. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So what's your uh, degree in? Do you have a degree? Uh, I just have a basic associate's degree. Okay. Degree. Like, are you into the restaurant business? Is that what you want to do? Well, it was actually, um, like the story I read in class was somewhat of a true story. I was working construction and going to school, and then somebody called me up and asked me if I wanted to run a restaurant. <laughs> Yeah, And they did just put me in charge of a restaurant as general manager. And then I moved around the company and I ended up back over here. 
And you never, had you had restaurant experience before? I worked at Tim Hortons for a little bit. Really? How do you just, like, did you know somebody? Like, that seems kind of odd. They would just pick you to run a restaurant. Not saying anything about you. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, well, I did know somebody. They knew I was um, winding down on my construction job, but they basically needed somebody and they knew I had management experience. And they figured, uh, there's another restaurant really close by. We can coach him. If he knows how to manage, he'll be fine. Just uh, get him through. And then I did two interviews and I got my, got the job, but I like to joke and say it's just because I'm a tall white guy, and our yeah. society's really messed up. That was really good. That Both was really funny. Things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a feeling that at your establishment, everything's pretty compartmentalized, and you don't have to deal with cooking or serving uh, issues too much, do you? Originally, I was just at a short order place in the company, so I did get involved. I did get involved in cooking, and um, as I've gone around the company, I've worked at the corporate office. I've been in charge of this. I've uh, overseen different types of restaurants. And now I'm at fine dining, which is the first time. In fine dining, I haven't had to cook very much. I've had to help out a little bit on the line. But it does, um, I'm generally concentrating on the front of house and getting all the numbers in order. And then also my position helps oversee banquets and a short order restaurant. So I get to play a little bit in everything. It's a lot of fun. So, I mean, you can see yourself, like, do you aspire to own your own restaurant one day? No, no, terrible idea. Food truck? (laughs) Um, pro- may no, I just it stays interesting, and that's kind of. I would I like, like to disagree. Owning the restaurant is not a bad idea. It's a running the idea. restaurant is a terrible idea. No, running your restaurant, you get a guaranteed paycheck. Um, but if you're just rich and you own a steakhouse, you just get to walk in and have free steak anytime you want. I, uh, owning a restaurant never like whenever I hear stories like that, those people always like go bankrupt like rock stars so quick. I think don't you think though managing a Jimmy John's has biased you because though that type of management. And you ask that question, you have to do everything, and you're like, like chronically. Are you chronically overworked, JB? Um, not at this location. Okay. It wasn't the Jimmy John's that caused that. It was the franchise that caused that. Mm, okay. I don't know what that means, but it's okay. the management decisions, <laughs> yeah. not the uh, the structure A-holes. of oh. the. Heather also works at Jimmy John's. Itself. The owner of the franchise was micromanaging. Uh, it, he Jimmy. didn't really pay attention. The guy he hired to do it was. Yeah. yeah. No, that's the reason why a lot of. Uh, I, I know a lot about restaurants because I actually closed several restaurants that were failing. They sent me in <laughs> to try to fix them, and then I ended up being the one who closed them. Wow. Closer. And yeah, you're like, that, you're like a reality show. Oh, that would be a oh, great man. show. You're like the opposite of bar, restaurant rescue. Closer. Rescues. A little bit. Like when I went to the restaurant I'm at now, because I actually uh, got really fed up with it, going to failing restaurants and trying to fix them, because the goal they sent me in with to break even. They were losing so much money, the goal was to break even, so... That's that's a tougher goal than to raise profits from this to this. Yeah. So after closing like my fourth restaurant, <laughs> I'm like, guys, I got. Why are we go. all laughing? Yeah. <laughs> and then when they came, they brought me back. The CEO called me. He's like, John, um, really could use you at Novi. I'm like, I'm not. He's like, no, no, it's doing well. It's doing well. I think you know. I want to. Ha- I want you to have a chance for suge- success. And um, going there, I knew the property. I knew how it did in the past. I knew which parts of it were mismanaged. And I was excited to go, but all the employees were scared as soon as I showed up. Oh, so you had the reputation. Oh, I had the, the reputation. The closer's coming, guys. We're going to have to find new jobs. Oh, yeah. No, that went around. <laughs> wow. So was everybody extra nice to you? And They were nice to me. And they were like um, one or two of them knew me from one of the restaurants that closed due to transfers. It was like, no, 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 no. No, he's not the guy 
you have to worry about, he's going to try to help and do everything he can. It's when they sent in, send in the vice president to micromanage everything. That's when it gets uh, really scary, which I don't agree with how it is. It's just when you lose a hundred grand a month, every month. Wow. Yeah. It, it gets to big numbers. Like, That's crazy. I watched these you are know, family restaurants losing that much money. Well, it's not, it was uh, one guy who owned it and he sold it to his friend during the recession. And okay. So it's a group of restaurants, but yeah, no, the one I, one of them I worked at lost a million dollars in a year. Wow. I find that's easy to believe. Uh, To me, it's, I mean, I don't know that much about the restaurant business, but that's Just for a small Jimmy John's that I worked at, I'd bring in like uh, 15,000 a week. Wow. Or a month. So would you have to lay off the people yourself? Like say, or no? Um, Was there like an executioner that would come in? No, for... for the actual closing of the restaurants, mm-hmm. uh, they handled it really well and uh, tried to get people transferred and things like that. But it was rough. But I remember the last place I closed, the uh, employees came up to me individually and said nice things like, no, no, we appreciate it. You did your best. One of them says, you know, you're Obama. <laughs> wow. Just to Wait, let everyone know, JB. Thanks, Obama. JB is black. So I'm just kidding. What? Right. And then he's like, I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you didn't fuck up this administration, but you were hopeful and you did try your best to fix it. Well, that's, that's really interesting, actually. I'm learning a lot about the restaurant industry. I'm going to cut that part out because it sounded very condescending. It's, um, good. it's what he hates the most. <laughs> yeah. No. I oh, love, man. I love food. But that, that assignment was tough for me. One thing I'm going to ask you is about your religion because you mentioned you're involved in church. Yeah. And I just noticed your necklace because I, I've only, only seen it from a distance. What, you wanna, what denomination are you? Uh, Catholic. Yeah, me too. And these are all atheists we're looking at here. That's why I have religion on the show. You don't so, know that for sure. I could be agnostic. I'm, le- I'm somewhere between atheist and agnostic. And I'm leaning towards Buddhist. Are you really? Yeah, I know you're taking a class right now on it. I'm interested in it, but... Okay, well, I, B- Buddhism is more of a system as opposed to like a theology. It's, it's kind of like just trying to see everything from every conceivable angle, which I totally dig. Yeah. 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 Me too. I also dig it, Jim. Yeah. I find I'm learning that uh, Buddhists don't care if God exists or not. What what are Buddhists' uh, thoughts on feminists and maybe female? They can see their side of the story. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, because I don't know of any female Buddhist monks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how you can tell with their head shaved, really. So it's all pretty much the same outfit. But I remember there was this one uh, interview with the Dalai Lama where this guy was interviewing. He's a British guy. And he said, uh, what did uh, the Dalai Lama order? Like Dalai Lama wa- walks into a pizza shop. What oh, did yeah. he order? And the Dalai Lama was like, one. The guy said, like, one with everything. And the Dalai Lama <laughs> did not get it. It was so awkward. <laughs> and I loved it. But uh, what role would you say like your religion plays in um, specifically like improv and writing just because this is something that's i've noticed personally but just give me your answer first and then i'll talk about what i really want to talk about oh i don't (laughs) (laughs) i can't wait till we talk about boss i'm just kidding i mean the closest it comes because i don't think about my religion like that i mean i've said prayers before in prop shows just just to hope it goes well just a little extra push yeah well me too (laughs) (laughs) so would you say you're a liberal catholic or more traditional um there are questions there are different factions in the catholic church that i agree with a little bit more like i was just listening to a you made it weird with pete holmes where he did it with a um a monk or a brother of some sort and i can't remember the name 
they they teach a lot of schools for boys. Uh, Jes- Jesuits? Oh, Jesuits, yeah. And I really liked the way he laid everything out. It's like, we need to stop worrying about bodily sins and having sex with people and that, this, that, the other. Let's just uh, try to concentrate on the major sins like greed and help, and then also helping the poor and yeah. things like that. Things we could all agree with and less worry less about the little bullshit with don't get a tattoo or you had sex. It's Those are the little things. Is that a uh, Catholic thing, don't get tattoos? I don't even know. Probably. About I don't, okay. I was just. Let's just add it. Let's, yeah. uh, we, we also like making up stereotypes on the show, which if you've heard like season one, we, uh, I forgot where the ones, Indians like to sit next to each other in a movie theater. So if there's like an open space. Racists uh, don't like to wash their hands after going in the bathroom. Yeah. And then uh, Mexicans always wear polo shirts to Kmart. Mm. It's true. So do you ever get offended? Uh, well, it sounds like you're pretty liberal. I'm oh, very, no. I'm, I'm super liberal. You know what I mean? Uh, like, you know, gay marriage, all that stuff. Women priests, sure. You know? Oh, no, I have a really dark sense of humor. In fact, that's one of the things that draws me to some of the podcasts I listen to because it gets that side out. Yeah. Like if I'm listening to a show with comedians joking about serial killers and like brutal deaths, it like feeds that side of the brain that you normally can't just talk about, even though you do want to laugh at those things sometimes. We are all about laughing at those things. Yeah, I'll just talk about them and then laugh when people get uncomfortable. Yeah, I enjoy dark humor more than anything. I was just curious. Yeah, Yeah, I just thought I'd ask that because we've never had the, it's never really come up. Jessica, who's also been on the show, unofficial fifth member, she was raised Catholic, but she's not really into it now. But I've heard of other performers like Stephen Colbert, for example. He refuses to do things that like he thinks makes fun of God, which I thought was interesting because he does like really what I think uh, like are dark things, you know, or I don't know if it's like make fun of God or but like, you know, like there, because he was talking about specifically there was a thing where he was asked to do like there is no god i think it was when he was on strangers with candy and oh, he re- okay. and he refused to do it so i just thought that he was makes interesting. fun of the church though doesn't he oh yeah 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 absolutely but i Which think i think is a fair compromise yeah but he like goes to church a lot like isn't he a day. sunday school teacher still i don't know i thought he I might be that. so i thought i'd ask that and i'm glad i did i feel better about myself yeah. i feel like i'm a little closer to heaven no offense guys normally people yeah. don't recognize this little uh decade well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, uh, I've never seen that before, but that was my guess. Was uh, I thought it was a cock ring. <laughs> well, I thought it was too. a made in Detroit I, gear. I would describe it as, is that made of stone or? Oh, no, it's wooden. Oh, it's wooden. Okay. It's, uh, it looks like a tiny cross at the t- on top of a gear. Yeah. It's um, one decade of the rosary, so mm-hmm. you could pray the rosary on it. Yeah. That's so what, 10 that's what, I, that's what I thought it was. I, I'm mad that they changed the Apostles' Creed. I, I totally disagree with throw that. me off. Stuff. Yeah, in church. It's ridiculous. Anyway. Okay, let's get back to that. So, <laughs> first of all, now we'll move on to hopefully, I don't know, po- the possibly awkward segment in which John will say, did you have an impression of any of the four of us coming into class and then it changed? And we won't be offended. I won't be. I don't know. They won't be either. Did you have an impression of any of the four of us as you came into class? Like they may be offended, possibly offended. Yeah. Like, oh, that guy's an asshole or they seem dumb. And they're like, oh, they aren't dumb. Or the other way, like, yeah. you know what? I don't like you as much as I thought I would. Or you said something that was really dumb. I won't be offended. No, honestly, when I came into the class and I saw everybody, I was just like concentrating on Kara because I knew her. And That's then uh, when we did our first round of reading, I'm like, oh, man. Some of these guys have a have a leg up on me. Like I thought you guys were really funny in the short time you did. And especially since me and John were the last ones to write because I was really trying to add up the bowling score. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. he said the last line should be, and my score was, I'm like, well, I got to get this right. And I tr- got too bogged down in the technic- 
uh, in the technical details of if I got a strike here and a spare there. And for some reason, I, I didn't choose to make my character a terrible bowler, but a realistic bowler to yeah. what I did, which just made all the math way more difficult. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he to be fair, he did ask. He did say he stressed, don't try and be clever. Just, yeah. just do a basic thing. I went the easy route and was like zero. Yeah, that was that went, was the way to go. I went the other way, three hundred. <laughs> who got? Who had three twenty? Uh, someone yeah. did, yeah. Yeah, I think was it Kara? Or I think it was Adrian Kara. Or? I think yeah, there yeah, was, it was someone Kara. who bowled a one forty two. Uh, so guys, then what was your first impression of JB, and did that change? I'll start. I thought he was cool and laid back, and it's pretty much stuck to that. And he owns owns a smart car, and I saw that. I'm like, wow, he's he's hip. Yeah, they did make an impression on yeah, me. Yeah, so I'm driving off. Yeah. yeah. Like, He's wow. like, see you later, guys. And then he drove off into the future. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> was yeah, I was like he knows something I don't. Yeah. So tell us the story of your smart car. How did you come to own a tiny smart car? Um, I was driving from Clinton Township to Novi, mm-hmm. and I was driving a minivan, and it was terrible gas mileage, and it was falling apart, so I had to get a new car. And I was uh, at the lot. They tried to get me in a Sunfire. I'm like, wait. <laughs> that is a total, Didn't like, they stop making those in, like, 2000? It's like a high yeah. school cheerleader. Exactly. Car. It's a total chick car. Yeah, it was a total chick car, but it apparently has good gas mileage. I'm like, well, what about that one? And he didn't even want to show me it because it was, like, in the front, parked awkwardly. I'm like, no, 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 I want to try it. And I drove it, and I'm like, this is a car for me. And it actually really matches my driving style, Yeah. which is... Uh, Super slow. No, <laughs> no, getting getting way too close to cars and breaking at the last second, and for some reason that's the way I've always driven, and it matches me perfectly. And it's a convertible. I love that. That's I've a convertible. Heard, it's a convertible. Oh, I've heard you could throw a Hayabusa engine in there and just go like 150. Those things are scary. Like uh, when they actually have souped up like that, they're yeah. stupid fast. They do wheelies. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I never even heard of that a Hayabusa engine. It's a very high-end motorcycle, like a race oh, motorcycle. Oh, I see. And the smart cars, they actually, um, they're pretty cheap, too. They're only oh, like yeah. 14000 brand new yeah. or something. So the one thing is I'd be afraid of is it feels like you have zero protection. Like if you get, have you ever gotten in a, like any kind of accident with it? No, but I've, but since I've had it, a lot of people looked up everything and everybody was like, oh, that's super dangerous. They'll look up videos, look up things like, you know what? It's not that bad. It just sort they're, of bounces. They're super safe. I've seen videos of them doing 70 miles per hour into a concrete barrier. And oh, really? It, and it's basically a roll cage. Yeah. Oh, I see. I okay. saw on the TV, they put a truck frame on top of a smart car frame. That was a good commercial. Nice. Now, you're fairly... How tall are you? Six foot three. Yeah, so fairly tall. So it's not uncomfortable? No, and I've been in it with uh, my friend who was six six and like uh, 280 and got around fine. I've always... Like when I went to Europe, like those cars are everywhere. That's like all anybody drives like in Rome. The roads are so narrow, you couldn't fit American cars on them. Yeah. I would love to see like a Hummer driving through a European city. They would take up both sides of the street. I know. You'd get like wedged in between like two like three century old buildings or something. (laughs) So do you, uh, what was I going to ask about the smart car? One last thing. It was such a good question too. What comments, if any, do you get about the car? Is it, are people used enough? No, people are not used to it. Everywhere I go, like that's one of my favorite parts about driving it is all little kids are always smiling and waving. I was behind a bus, and they went insane. Oh, so they didn't give you the middle finger like they do to me? No, every once in a while, I'll get a guy who will give me the middle finger. However, he's smirking at the same time, because just seeing the little smart car whiz by makes him happy, but he's also upset because it's such a little car. But no, people uh, will ask me when I'm at a stop sign. uh, People will come up and say, oh, good gas mileage. Uh, It's a great conversation starter if you want to start talking to people while driving. Now, have you ever sat 
in your car in the parking lot of Lover's Lane and then hooked up with like 300 chicks because it seems like the magic formula. I think you could fit them all in the car. Yeah. I've only had sex in the smart car one time. Because <laughs> that was my question. <laughs> Do you like open up the back hatch and just like put your butt in there and nothing else will fit? And now what about the car? <laughs> 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 I enjoyed that if nobody else did. Well, no, it... Like, if it was summertime, it probably would have been a lot easier because I could have had the top down or something. Mm-hmm. But it was it was New Year's Eve, and it was freezing. Wow. And I ended up getting really sick because of it because of the hot and then the cold. And it was, you know, it was okay, but it, it worked out a lot of muscles I didn't expect. And I got stupid sick from just getting really hot in the little car and then cooling down way too quickly. And I was throwing up a whole bunch the next day. Kind of, kind of spoiled the experience for me a little bit. That took a dark turn. Now, Heather, just an update. Have you had a sex dream about JB since the podcast started? <laughs> no. No, okay. Well, she got a really guilty look on her face, though. It's yeah. cool. Daydreams a, count. Yep. It wasn't a daydream. <laughs> <laughs> so much as just a thought, just one thought. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. And just for the record, the just for the record, you've never about had a thought about six, me. Six, eight inches. You don't know my thoughts are. No, I know. One slippery, dirty yeah. thought. Now Jim is blushing. For I brought my female thoughts. condom, Tony. Oh, yeah. We'll Ooh. get out to that. So, Whoa, I've never seen one of those. Uh, wizard, warrior, maiden, true. I've never referred to you as such, but I thought I'd try it. because. Thanks uh, for luck in here. JB, JB's a big fan. Thank you, Jim. I am a big fan of those titles. Yeah. Monikers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very nice. Uh, would you? Are there any questions that uh, you'd like to ask JB? Do you like grilled cheese sandwiches? <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. Um, I, I have served them with brie and fancy things in restaurants, and that was good, but I, I, I'm a big it's fan still, of the classic. So it's what you're good. telling me is, as a restaurant professional, that a grilled cheese sandwich made with non-orange cheese is still a grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, definitely. For sure. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> he brought this up while we were in class. Because he, he said you've listened to every episode of the second season on. The second season and third season, I've listened to every episode. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Oh, uh, yeah, you said. and Because uh, your commute's like 40 minutes or whatever. You said. Yeah, my commute's like 40 minutes. And plus, um, I try to watch very little TV. Like my brother and um, his girlfriend own the house that oh, I'm okay. living in. So they have cable, but... Um, I try not to, I don't have a TV in my room and I just fall asleep to podcasts and it's just something so I don't get bored while doing mundane things. So I listen okay. to a lot. Well, we appreciate it. Any, yeah. Any listener we can get. But yeah. he was calling out Heather for the grilled cheese sandwich. Well, he didn't call her out, but he agreed with us. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Everyone agrees with us. Well, I just, no, I we, never said that. No, we've already covered that. It's been Heather. settled. Yeah. Just I, sa- save your thoughts for the female condom portion. I have a question. Yeah. Uh, how did you find out about the writing class? Because it's actually the first, I think it's the first class. Event. Yeah, we're pioneers. It's actually uh, Kara who didn't want to, because she really loved improv and she was really sad to uh, not be able to take level uh, four level four this summer. So she looked up other options and she saw that, signed up, told everyone else about it. And nobody signed up. <laughs> yeah. that's such a truth of like of improv like everyone's like, yeah, I'm totally going to do it, man. Then where yeah. is everybody? Yeah. There's eight of us signing up tonight. Nobody. Yeah. And then I'm. Um, then when we found out the level four class was officially canceled, no matter how many of us wanted to take it, I signed up that day. I'm like, I don't want to go a summer without anything. Yeah. And so I- why was the the class canceled for the summer? Um, six people of our twelve made a pact with each other to not take it. And- <laughs> 
Wow. That sounds so dark when you say it. Yeah. It was dark. It was a dark time for me. Yeah. They made a pact because they they were level one together and they're like, well, if three of us can't take it for the summer, none of us can. Oh, so they'll take it like oh, in so the they're, fall together. They're a faction. A yeah. Faction. Oh, okay. So we all, we'll all come back except for two because one's going back. One's going to LA. Our British friend is going to LA. Oh, we had a British guy too in our class. Is his name oh, Alan? Ours was named Aiden. Oh, okay. Oh. That's close. Maybe it's his doppel. Or maybe he's like faking his name so we don't find out. So with the six people that made a pact, are they, do they like only socialize with themselves or are they their own thing? I can cut this out too if you want. Oh, no, no, no. Um, Fuck them, yeah. We got a lot closer. Um, We did, you know, see each other a little bit in Improv 2 and then in uh, Improv 3 we were together and we weren't separate. We got a lot closer together but with 12 people in class it was a little bit more competitive mm-hmm. you know just in nature like yeah like where the like when in survivor when the two teams unite they're like yeah screw the other team. yeah yeah we were like i i really enjoyed going up with them and they enjoyed going up with people from our class but there was always that little thing where it's like oh you do have your favorites in your home class to go up with okay. you do yeah yeah well, that's JB, everybody. Thanks a lot for being on the podcast. He'll be here for the rest of the podcast. I, I was almost like, like, okay, get the fuck out of here. Thanks but, for coming, JB. But he'll be See here all later, night. Buddy. We're going we're gonna to turn the focus away from JB into this week's class. Uh, our assignment was to rewrite the monologue. Class number three? Three? Yeah, class number three with Mike McGettigan or McKitten or whatever. Yeah. Oh, Mike, he found his cat. I don't know if we said that on the last he podcast. So, congrats. Yeah, congratulations to Mike on finding his cat. Uh, that was a tough time for all. And I would like to, it was awesome that he found his cat in his mother's bushes somehow. I don't think they live near each other. Uh, Tony, I would like to thank you for making that super weird. When obviously, the one thing would not be bushes is there would only be one. Uh, she's a dirty girl. Yeah, what about the undercarriage? Uh, what about I saw the- Demi Moore and she even had one and it was huge. Wow. So Wait, no matter how big it gets, it's only on one. The internet, you haven't seen it? Yeah, oh. it's from the 80s. She I had like, seen it. I thought it's like an person. afro. No, not in prison. It's horrifying. Wow. No, I mean, but I you thought know that's in the bushes. A little kitty cat. <laughs> <laughs> Man in a boat. Yeah. <laughs> I like how that just evolved. Like, I is that the only reason you brought that up so you could say the cat was found in the bushes? No, I was okay. I was wondering. That's why. That's I where it was found. He said on I Facebook, "I found the cat in my bushes by my mom's house." Yeah. And then Jim put a nice tag on that. That was a great moment. <laughs> that's that's what they talk about, where like the thing you don't think about evolves into like you know a nice little thing. Oh yeah. And then describing that thing really adds to the magic, and it doesn't ruin it for everybody. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, we're in class this week, and I would uh, before we get yeah. too into this, I would just like to say we're reading too many stories in this class. Because we went over 45 minutes today. Yeah, we got out. We were supposed to get out at 10. We got out at like 10.45. And then Mike, <laughs> Mike's like, I remember we were like halfway through the class, like 8.30. Yeah. And he's like, we've got plenty of time, guys, so don't worry. And I'm like, I'm yeah. worried. You know? and I, was thinking, I was thinking he was going to like, okay, let's take a 10-minute break. But nope. But uh, I think he was looking at the clock behind him. Which yeah, had the wrong time. It's a different yeah. time. Yeah, because we were all looking at the VCR, which is right on the dot. Yeah. It's like, guys, if you didn't know, it's 1045. We're like, oh, we know, you yeah. know. But I don't know. Do any of you, are any of you mad that the class went over? No. Do you think no. anybody in the class is? No. no. Um, maybe if they have, like, work early the next day. I feel bad for Kara because she has, like, the longest drive. Yeah. And Adrian was going to be our guest uh, tonight, but... Uh, JB gallantly stepped up when she was uh, when she pushed out and couldn't uh, show up. 
Ooh, is it sexist to say pussed out when it's a woman, Heather? Kind of, yeah. All right, she dicked out. She dicked out. That's fine. <laughs> Heather, you're so sexist. Why do I feel that didn't improve I anything? feel like you should go to a gender study class. Just kidding, Adrian. We look forward to having you on next week. You're the <laughs> um, so, yeah, because I the, the improv class John and I are in, there's a girl in there, uh, Melanie. Hi, Melanie. Which, I mean, she made a good point. That class also goes till 10. It's on Wednesdays. And our teacher, Michael Hovich, made a big deal. He's like, everybody needs to be on time. You know, like, be on time. You know, you're wasting your time. I'm going to call you out. And so he was going late in the class. And Melanie was like, look, I have to get up early in the morning, so I'm leaving now. I'm sorry. You know? And then Michael was looking at her, and I was like, hey, you're a stickler for beginning. She's a stickler for ending. You can't yell at her. And then he was like, yeah, you're right. You know? But <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. Like, was anybody getting really irritated? Like, man, I got to go home and stuff. So, no, I mean, obviously we. Just come here afterwards, so. Yeah, you guys, what I was wondering about JB. No, I no, I loved it. Like, uh, usually I'm used to the improv teachers being like, oh, it's 10 o'clock, we got to cut it, and we'll pick up next week, because they have somewhere to be. Yeah. Yeah. But I liked it. But really, I was we were talking about this before you showed up, uh, and gossiping about you and all these other things that we That's wanted. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. But uh, we were saying that the class might benefit from either being a longer, you know, just saying it's going to be a four-hour class, which sounds like a long time, but we could use it, you know what I mean? Or having less people allowed to enroll, you know, because part of it is when you read everybody's story. So what, any feelings on that? I, I kind of feel like um, if he's remembering everything and can put it in a in a good order and possibly just be like, okay, this person I'm going to talk to, they're going to have five minutes to read their thing and then we're going to talk about it for three minutes and keep a clock. Like I see a lot of teachers doing an improv. Yeah. It, it could be a lot more efficient because if you read your story first, you're going to get a five, five to ten minutes of feedback. But if you read your story last, you're going to get the last one or two minutes. Which makes sense because he's covering a lot of points and it'd be repetitive to do it for every yeah. single person. However, that first person gets the most feedback and it's still a little unfair. Not that I have a problem with it. I'm just thinking if I was restructuring the class. You know, yeah. I was thinking, I don't think this is really like kind of the first one because I think um, McGettigan has probably taught writing classes at like Second City. Or uh, he's at least taken them at Second City. And then there's also teachers at the Planet Ant, like uh, Lauren Bickers. She teaches a writing class at, at, oh, Go at Go Comedy. That's a good point. I never thought about that, actually. That would be a good question to ask him. Because I know once... So I've heard people talk about there being a writing class at Planet Ant, but it was like years and years ago. And they also do the process, yeah. which is like improvising and then writing off of their I feel like scene. the process is a totally different writing like structure and everything though i think it's more but all the process but i think all the points Thanks. are similar. i almost said it okay but all the, i think all the <laughs> writing points are similar with beats and character arcs and all the, those things and rewrites and stuff are similar but don't they all try and write for one central like group writing they they write with the idea of doing a show oh right yeah, yeah. So John's right. I give the point to John on this, Jim. I'm sorry. It's different but it, there are similar aspects yeah right. half a point for jim okay just let him have it john you can have three fourths of a point. We can I am a generous it. guy. Yeah, that we was the answer. Or how about three fifths you of a point? I want to racist. Share. Yeah. I gave you my coupon book. <laughs> I know. Give him your mule, John. Give him your mule right now. <laughs> this is a really sweet moment that happened. It was very, this very coupon book. No. Oh, you ruined it. Anyway, <laughs> you ruined the moment. Before we got here, we were, we brought food to you know eat here. Uh, Jim and John both went to rally separately. 
And then when they got here, Jim was holding a coupon book from Rallies, and John was like, they didn't give me a coupon book. Just like, I don't give a shit. But then Jim, very sweetly, without saying a word, just handed his coupon book to John. <laughs> and I was really, I know it sounds so fucking stupid, but I was genuinely a little touched. I was like, that's so sweet, you know? I like wanted to watch like Steel Magnolias or something. It just really made me feel great. I have seen that movie. You have? Whoa. Yes. whoa. Amazing. Okay. Wow. Did you watch a movie for this week? So. What? Just yes or no? No. Damn it. Did we, talk, did we talk about a movie on the last podcast? That was my favorite Yeah, you never segment. finished watching it. You've only ever... Did we done. talk about a movie on the last podcast? Yeah. Yes. We talked that you didn't finish it. I don't remember. I was a little drunk, so I don't remember uh, what we I talked about. I said like eight different But we could go over it. So you watched three-fourths of Wayne's World, right? I watched yeah. exactly one half of Wayne's World. Okay. Remember that. Uh, we'll get back to it, but let's stay on track here with the class. Okay. Okay. Are we going to read our, our uh, monologues, our second monologues? What do you guys think? What, you know, this is a, you're a good person to ask this question. What do you think of the idea of reading the stories on the podcast? Do you think that it gets bogged down? Like, is that something you're interested in doing, or do you think it's more interesting to have us talk? I think it's, uh, it's since it's a core concept of the show for after improv, and you can't really talk about specifics of improv classes because you guys don't want to talk about people, you know, tell tales out of school. Yeah, if you want to talk a shit about anybody, you feel free. Oh, no, I love everybody. Ah, oh, damn it. But, um... No, I just, I feel like this adds a whole new element that it didn't have the second season that I listened to. Yeah. That really ties it into what this whole thing is about. And, okay. Oh. Wow. And I really think it'll be beautiful if you guys go on for two years. You can reference, you know, new listeners will hear you grow as people, as writers, as comedians. Not just in your, you know, verbal witty banter yeah. that you'd get from improv. But if you keep reading pieces, people will see really polish pieces and possibly become fans of your work otherwise. That's true. I think it's an interesting element to be able to share our work and not just our... JB should be a life coach, man. I feel yeah. pumped up. I'm like, he's used the word yeah. beautiful a couple of times, witty, yeah. banter. You're, You're so, so attractive right now. Yeah. Amazing, he said. <laughs> I meant in a sexual sense. Sorry. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, we will do that then because wow. JB has dictated it'd be so. Uh, a bedrock as he said you know a core he gets to the core great words great yeah. words it's interesting because i felt like our work is kind of weak but you're right if we keep doing it then people will be able to see our progress yeah and love us for by it. the way when you just said this is what jim did he's like people will be able to see our po- progress and he just moved his hand like horizontally showing no progress at all i liked at the beginning of you explaining it you still forgot to mention that you put a hand up oh you're yeah. like he just did this yeah and everybody i, know, I said moving his hand horizontally you did but that was like a sentence oh, okay later. yeah that's true but i thought you were gonna say he can like edit it so he sounds flawless and you'll sound that's like a good a boy. point well, i thought you were gonna say i did like a nazi salute uh, no <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe hitler was just that's, describing his writing class progress. progress that's way more positive yeah <laughs> like no no guys this is just a bar, it's a line graph no that, that's your arc yeah so this week we had to re- uh, rewrite our mo- our first monologue and then a second monologue, plus 10 scene pitches, which was my favorite part of the class, where we just went around like in a lightning round and everybody just yelled out all their pitch ideas, which is so funny. Uh, so, yeah, why don't we go around and read our... Uh... Wait, first can I ask yeah. you, because in class, reading the second one, the reading the first monologue the second time and yeah. having nobody react because they've already heard most of the jokes... Yeah. And having, and then for both readings, nobody applauded. Like I really felt a little down about that. I was fine. I was fine. Okay. When people yeah. laughed during a story, I was fine. Yeah, I didn't expect any laughter, but 
I don't, like, let me ask you, have you done it, ever done like stand up before? Or? Uh, yeah. Okay. And I'm assuming, haven't you gotten hate mail from doing like the YouTube stuff? <laughs> no, because no, because my name comments? isn't attached. So only uh, people who are fans will recognize me. But I'm saying, do you ever look through the comments on those videos? Oh, yeah. yeah. And because I'm a tertiary character, I'm not yeah. like the oh, main okay. character. The only time people will comment is, oh, he's hot or blah, 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 or you know, just quoting me. and So nobody like hates on you. No, no, not oh, okay. that I've seen. Because yeah, I think that does take some getting used to. Like when I worked at uh, the news, I wrote like a humor column. So I would get like hate mail, like hate emails. And I mean, people, a lot of people saying they loved it too. Yeah. You know? But like, I remember like old people would like hand type letters or hand write them. <laughs> oh man. Or like circle like something I wrote and be like, not funny, you know, and stuff. So, <laughs> and, and I also think doing like. Uh, I would hang those up at my desk. Well, I used to post, I think they're somewhere on my Facebook page somewhere. I used to post them. But, uh, and Jim doing stand up, he has experience with this too. You just. Uh, you get used to like it, it ceases to matter in a weird way. You know what I mean? It's like you just at least for me, and I think you've said that too. It's like you trust more in yourself. You know, like kind of like what Mike McGettigan talks about too. He's like just do stuff you think is is funny. Like I've always believed that. Yeah, but, yeah. I can see how if you go through this not having experience and like the, nobody laughs, you're just like, oh fuck me. You know. But I was just like, whatever. Well, no, no. It's the improv background where no matter what, every you know everybody's gonna clap for you, so it makes it easier and easier to do things. Yeah like trained monkeys i think it yeah, affected it, i think it affected adrian too because I, she made some kind of comment after she read it she was like ah oh, you know like or something yeah. or, or like another thing i noticed everybody's really shitting on their stories today like before they even read them they're like oh this sucks you know what i mean i don't know what to do and i'm just like yeah you know what let's make a pact here guys we're making our own pact to clap for the stories but not 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 the reread stories i i feel you need to sink or swim on your own but the new stuff clap yeah. for it. yeah i don't know i'm in like i like the idea of clapping but I'm just thinking, like, it does take up time. It does take up time. <laughs> that is a good point. That's yeah. true. Ten second, no, five second claps. Three claps. Done. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 I can dig that. Yeah. Just three. Five if you clap four times, I hit you. Yeah. My dog just looked up when you guys all did that. They was like, what? Mm -hmm. No, he doesn't care. Though. Yeah, now he doesn't care. He's like, I've heard it. So, okay, does anybody want to go first? Heather wants to go first? Heather wants oh, okay. to go first. You had it ready. I so, do have it ready and prepared. You're doing your new one, right? Oh yeah. yeah, are we all doing our? Yeah, I don't. I yeah. say let's not let's uh, not do the rereads. Re yeah, I don't no think one, all of us different. are prepared for rereads. Maybe when they're polished, like in a couple when, weeks, when they're all mm. the way finished. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God, you guys! I need a drink right now. So I should have known that letting that skink from work set me up was a bad idea. I know we were all talking about guys and sharing stories and i'm not ashamed of my virginity but when she was like oh i know this guy he's a virgin too you should go out with him no and then she calls him up literally like oh hey anthony are you still a virgin <laughs> okay good you should call this girl and take her on a date how did i ever think this was a good idea and seriously i was so nervous before he picked me up trying to make sure I looked super cute and asking you guys what I was supposed to do and say and not do and not say. Liz, I know you said it would be inappropriate for me to do a shot directly before my first date, but I really could have used that. No, just wait. So he meets me downstairs right outside the dorms. As soon as I walked through the doors and saw him, I was like, shit, well, I'm not that nervous anymore. And I thought she said this guy was in his 20s. So we walk through campus and he's all like, well, 
What's Your Skink told me that you're a virgin too. I just don't want you to think that you're going to lose it to me because that is something that I'm saving for my wife. Like for real? No, that was not ever my intention and also definitely not now that I saw him. But also, that's kind of offensive to me, right? Like, how do you know I'm not going to be your wife? Why are you talking like this date is already doomed? I mean, it was, but still. So then he took me to a super nice restaurant, Campus Coney. Most awkward dinner ever. First, he prayed. He prayed right over those french fries, which is whatever, but obviously this girl did not know me well enough to be setting up blind dates for me. So I realized he was so wrong in every way. So I remembered all the things you told me not to talk about, like how I'm 20 years old and I still don't have my driver's license and how Hanson is still my favorite band and how I've only ever kissed gay guys, a lot of gay guys. I wanted to make <laughs> real sure he did not like me. So he pays for my dinner, which was nice. As an independent woman, I don't expect him to pay for it, but... Then he took my leftover food home with him. Who the fuck does that, weirdo? Then he walks me back here, and we have a super awkward hug, and I thank him and everything. So he says to me, so if I call you, are you going to answer? What? So I was like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, my God, it was so awkward. I just really hope he does not call me. He's not really going to call me, right? Ring, 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 ring. All right. So, since these are all the assignment was to write uh, a monologue based on a true story, what percentage of that monologue is true, if any? It is. Um, it is a hundred percent true, right down to the names. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. That's not true because after the podcast, I mean, after the when you read the story in class, mm-hmm. Mike asked you a question. You're like, actually, I blah 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 made that up, but I forgot what it no. was. It was some detail. Anybody else remember this? No, because it's not. Nothing's made up. Um, it's that's no, that's real. He might have been talking about the rewrite. The name of the restaurant wasn't Campus Coney, but um, that was it. No, that. Oh wait, so you made that up? So it wasn't a hundred percent true. I can't. We're in another Coney restaurant on campus, but it wasn't called Campus. You know what? I'm gonna call your logic grilled cheese logic. Are you looking at grilled cheese morality? All right. It's like you don't even realize. All these things are right though. It was really a girl from work. This is her. Oh, the guy's age. That's what it was. No. You were ambiguous about it. Is what he said. Yeah, because I what I meant for it was that like he looked. Older than I thought he was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So that's not and that's not made. Why up. did you give like John like a weird sidelong glance? I like, didn't. He's distracting me because he <laughs> <laughs> you looked at him like, is he gonna murder me? I don't <laughs> no. know. Sorry, Heather. And all those things were true. Like I didn't have my driver's license. Hanson was my favorite band. I only kissed a lot of gay guys. Those are all true things about my life that are really sad. Not a virgin now, though. He took my leftovers home. I'm not a virgin. He did. Now. He did pay for them. He did pay. That was the best part. After the story, <laughs> there was a pause, and she's like, "I'm not a virgin." Anymore. I just wanted to make sure everyone <laughs> knew. like, "What?" So it wasn't awkward. Yeah, but why would it be awkward if you were a virgin, Heather? It's not, but I just want—I just needed everyone to know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. I Do your parents know you're not a virgin? I'm sure they assume. But they you don't know that for I sure. I did not specifically tell my mom and dad. Do you leave feminine, uh, female condoms out and about? <laughs> I don't live with my parents. 
You live across the street from me. I place. live across the street. <laughs> <laughs> you walked into that one. And your mom helps um, you clean. Yeah. Yeah. Up so your female condoms. I said, just don't. I don't. We're not going to clean my room today. That's all I was going to tell her. My room is okay. such a mess. Because <laughs> I don't need her finding all the things that are in the drawer next like to my bed. Like female condoms. Um, sure. Okay, so why don't we go around and share uh, our thoughts on the story? What were the general comments from Mike? I always try to include. Uh, it needs more of an arc. Yeah. What's yeah. His, who's the character talking to? Well, she's talking to her friend, her like roommates. Right, but it's that was his but, thing right. to make more clear. And he said that uh, it would be better if you had a different audience. Right. He like said maybe would... I'm going back to work and telling the girl that set me up like how awful it was and that yeah. she. Because you do need that your anymore. character to have a strong want. One thing, not to like, you know, be a backseat writer, but I thought it'd be interesting at the end if you, it turns out you were actually on another date. Ooh. Oh, I was telling it to my next yeah, date? Yeah, because that would be a good status change yeah. where you're complaining about this guy and then actually it turns out you're the person like... But that's also another thing Mike was saying, date. like don't, you don't want to surprise the people because they'll get like lost halfway through it. You want to yeah. be able well, to... Well, you can, but that's only, if it's, that's only if it's core to the story. And he said that discovery is okay, but it's... For 500 words, it's just super hard to do. Yeah. I'm probably not going to write it that way. Okay. This is almost the equivalent of a, bl- a blow line, in my opinion. You know what I yeah. mean? Because like, he gave me a note on mine where I needed to get you know to mine faster. Um, so I guess my question that I still have about it is that should I add, like, should I make him creepier? Should I make the yes. things I say weirder? Yes. Yeah. I think one thing I'm learning is not to hold on to reality so tight. Right. I mean, I wrote it just that is exactly how that happened. Contrary to what my therapist says. I thought it was funny that your first one was like 100% real. What, mine or hers? Yeah, for yours. Heathers can be as real as they want, and they'll be amazingly weird. (laughs) Yeah. No, I should say my first one was not 100% real. real. It was an exaggeration. It felt 100% real. Okay. It was basically real, but... Uh, just the incidents were a little... Yeah, it wasn't exaggerated at all. That's true. I take it. I back. think one of the things was you need to describe the guy better, which I think is 100% true. Yeah. Okay. I think if you made him like a weird, creepy guy, that would be fun. Um, but I think, I think you should really older. look at how the date ends. Like, do you want to not want to go out with him or do you want to hate him and then grow to love him? Because yeah. he's not a real guy. Talk about and this his, isn't you. I think you should talk about his abstinence, right? His purity ring. Did he have a purity ring? I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. That used to be very popular, including with Hanson, who I believe all of them broke it. Oh. No, I'm just I kidding. don't know. They're all very married. Yeah, they all married like babies. Yeah, they all married very young. I believe we have very different viewpoints now. Oh, they could get a TLC show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they oh, could be man. the new thing. Twenty one and counting. Kind of JB, how'd you feel about lady. the story? Was there anything like you liked or disliked, or were you asleep? Or? Uh, no, no, I love, I love the virginity uh, aspect because I was, I was a late bloomer as well, and I love the concept of uh, one person setting up on two virgins together because that just makes sense in their head. Right. The whole, the whole like story. We have nothing else in common but that. Yeah. And that was gonna make it work. That could make a good outcome. Like Liz, you were so right us both being virgins was the perfect match because <laughs> it's so stupid no one was actually going to believe that but to me I, I feel like heather gets the biggest laughs just for being herself or like just yeah. like, like writing naturally it's well, uh, honestly, it hard for me to write other things why are you making it defen- being defensive it's because, no, i'm not i'm not being defensive i like, like that i like to be funny but okay. i have problems and we've talked about this before about being a character that is not myself 
I think that's less of a hindrance in writing than it is in improv. Yeah. Because wow. there's writers that make their entire careers out of just being, you know. Themselves. I think Heather's stories are funny because they're honest. Yes. Yeah. I feel they're like this honest. is the cheapest psychological help she's ever going to get. Well, no, here's the real test when she has to do two different characters interacting with each other because they'll have to be different characters. It'll yeah. just be Heather and her friend that are that's her just best like Heather. <laughs> Shout out to Ashley. That's two so weeks I wrote in a, row. a I shouldn't talk about this. Never mind. No, 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 talk about I wrote it. a paper for... Um, <laughs> Wait, I just want to stop. I was like, Heather's like leaning toward the mic because she's sharing it with John. And she's like, I shouldn't write about this. And before I could even say shared, she like she jerked her head toward the mic. She's like, okay, I wrote this paper. <laughs> I wrote a paper for school. Where I was supposed to interview another person and then like <laughs> like do like a therapy kind of mm-hmm. session, like do assessment of them and then like give them advice and whatever. So that was gonna be a difficult assignment for me to do because I didn't I don't work I didn't work with clients in my internship. Mm-hmm. Um and what kind of friend they're like don't use a close friend, but I was like, Who else is gonna like do this assignment with me? So JP. I well, we, we weren't friends yet. So uh, if you were friends, then you couldn't have interviewed. Exactly. Right. So, Grilled cheese logic. Um, <laughs> so, I, so I just did it with myself, but I just used um, a younger version of myself. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Like if there's anybody else, I'd be like, that is the most pretentious fucking thing I've ever heard. Did the teacher come with you I'm like, class? Like, no, we can get it. this girl some real help. She needs <laughs> No, but I was worried. She's like, she's going to know it's about me. It's me talking about me. Yeah. The, funny, the funniest line in your story to me was when you said, I was really like intimidated until I saw him. <laughs> I like, <laughs> I it makes me feel like kind of an asshole, but it's true. So. But it's, so, it's such a true statement. Cause well, I've it wasn't even like I wasn't disgusted by him, but I had no idea what he looked. I had no idea about anything except his name, vaguely his age. He was a Wayne State student and he was a virgin. So in your head, it was probably John Stamos. Yeah. In my head, it was a little bit more like John Stamos than what he looked <laughs> what like. What year was this? But he had like a really like Italian last name. Yeah. But he was blonde like and didn't look or? Italian at yeah. all. So. What What year was this? This was two thousand. The very okay. So two thousand. Just give me a ballpark. You don't give me the exact. I was twenty, so it was it was nine years ago. Okay, so that's what uh, two thousand six. And I'm terrible at math. Okay. Uh, so wasn't Facebook like around then? Like you can. Yeah, he wasn't on Facebook because I'm an excellent Facebook creeper. Yeah, I love the pride with which you say that. You climb all the way down that wall. Yeah, I know. Oh, I do. You yeah you I think I believe you said you parked your car in front of somebody's house that you were interested in. No. Okay, I was just, that was my fantasy. Anyway. Well, I would have done that back in the day, but but I didn't have my driver's license until oh, I was very yeah. old. I don't I don't think I remember, remember us discussing that that you didn't get your driver's license until you were very old. What what age did you get it at? Like 22. And why was that? It's hard to tr- practice driving from the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> so were you only around like ATVs and stuff? No, I just didn't I was really scared of driving. How did you get to college? I lived on campus. Oh, wow. And your friends just gave you rides in high school. My sister, my mom drove me, and then my sister, who was younger than me, got her driver's license, and then she drove me. And then I went to to college. I stayed on campus. I worked on campus. So why exactly were you, like, what's, was there an incident? Were you in a car accident? Why were you scared? No, of- I was just, I was very nervous about it. I had no interest in it. I still don't really like to drive. I'm still so a very nervous driver. 
Yeah. Well, try not being drunk. That helps. <sighs> yeah. I you. Ubered. Okay, good. Keep doing that. I said Uber is made for people like you. I'm very anti-drunk driving, Heather. I am too. Are you? It would be very bad. Tell that for to my your driving habits. Life and my career. All right. I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. Why am I saying I'm kidding? I believe you've driven I know, drunk. You're very I don't like concerned. it. I mm-hmm. appreciate all the concerns that mm-hmm. you have. For me I'm all the parent. The time. Somebody has to be the parent. I know. Okay. I have made sure she hasn't driven drunk. That's true. John is the John Heather. Sits with me in his car for hours. Nice. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna add some little music here. It like, smells like alcohol oh, yeah. in there, guys. Sometimes I just knock over a drink. Like, like John, let me tell you about all the gay guys that I made out with. Oh yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah. There are. Yeah. That's how I learned how to be a good. They guy. had the softest cocks. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen an inverted penis? I have. That's you don't know what that next, is, Heather? That's gonna be your sketch. It's like an inverted nipple, except it's a penis. Okay. All right. Who's next? Uh, Jim, why don't you go since you said who's next? Okay. Thank you for sharing, Heather. Thank you, Heather. I clapped three times for you. Yeah, we all clapped. Sorry about the gay guy comments. I don't know you that well. Yeah. No, I mean, no, I was right. so many gay guys. That's true. See, <laughs> these are all like these names. I call Jim the wizard because he's like the most technical and he knows a lot of things. John is the warrior because he's the bravest among us. He'll rush in there like he's the most social. And Heather's a maiden true because she's, it's very hard to embarrass her because she's so forthright. Yeah. So I put a lot of thought into these names. Yeah. And also I'm like a mythology and writing structure nerd. Anyway, Jim. <laughs> Okay, this is my second monologue. It's called New Bike. Hey, Lisa, wait up. I'll ride over to your side of the street. Hey, how's it going? What? (laughs) Oh, it's my new BMX bike. I just bought it for myself with the money I saved up working at the Dairy Queen over on Main Street. Huh? What? Oh, those are pegs. (laughs) They're for passengers to ride on. And also I can grind guardrails and stuff with them. And also, I turned down the handlebars with some, some of my dad's tools so it looks cooler. What? Do I know any tricks? <laughs> Heck yeah, I do. Hey, Lisa, watch this. I'm pedaling really hard now, and I'm getting up to speed, and now I'm taking my hands off the bars, and I'm still riding with no hands. Huh, what? Do I know any other tricks? You bet. Okay, now watch this. If I go really fast, and then I pull up on the handlebars really hard, the front wheel comes off the ground. It's called popping a wheelie, and it's awesome. (laughs) Woo! Huh? What? Huh? What? What else I got? Okay. How's this? I was saving the best for last. It's my grand finale. See over there where the edge of the curb meets the bottom of that driveway? I'm going to use it as a ramp and jump it. Okay, here I go. I'm getting up to speed now. I'm aiming for the jump. Now I'm hitting it. Now I'm super high up in the air. Oh no, something has gone wrong. (laughs) I'm in the midair and I'm nowhere near my bike. Help me, I'm falling. Oh fuck, I'm gonna hit the sidewalk. Oh, ow, oh my God, it hurts so bad. (laughs) That was a terrible mistake. Oh, that knocked the wind out of me. Oh, Oh, my fingers, they're all pointed in different directions. This is bad. Oh my God. Oh my God. I can't feel my legs. Where are my legs? Oh no, they're behind my head and they're not attached to anything. Oh my God, there's so much blood. Oh my God, I can see my own brains. Oh, Lisa, come here, hurry. I don't have much time. I need to tell you something. What? Yes, it's important. 
I've always liked you. Ever since the fourth grade, when you came to my birthday party at the bowling alley, I knew you were special. I bought this bike and I learned all these tricks because I thought I could impress you. I'll be dead soon. But before I go, I just, I want to know if Susie Thompson, if she asked you if you would go to the dance with me for me. Huh? What? Huh? <laughs> and? You bitch! <laughs> How could you? I'll never forgive you for this. The Grim Reaper is at my doorstep and you just ripped out my heart and tore it into pieces. Take me, Jesus! I have nothing to live for. Lisa, I'm sorry I yelled at you. I will never forget your beautiful face. Goodbye, my love. Goodbye, my love. I said, goodbye, my love. (gasps) (laughs) Oh, John did the three clap. He's already practicing for uh, next week. Yeah, I like that story. You know, when I was first listening to it, uh, I'm going to go first. Oh, wait, let me ask this question. Um, What percentage of that story would you say is true? Um, just the beats, really. So you didn't do, like, learn BMX tricks? Oh, the beats. So you did learn BMX tricks to impress a girl. And you did have a girl ask that girl to go to a dance with you? No. (laughs) Those are the beats. No, well, the beats that I had written was, I was riding my bike, I saw some older kids, I jumped the curb, and I landed on my face. That's what really happened. (laughs) Okay. That's also funny. Yeah. Okay, so... So, Reluctant Hero, what do you think? Well, thank you for asking me, John. Uh, Even though I didn't say I'd go first, which I did. Uh, (laughs) I liked the... I liked the imagery of the story. I thought it was good heightening. Uh, When I was, like, reading it, reading along at first, you were just like, huh, what, what? And then I was like, why is he doing that? And then it just got... Then it became funny. And also the part where you were, like, narrating yourself, like, in midair, like, impossible narration, like, (laughs) yeah, I'm falling in midair. And I was like, "That, that, that made me laugh, so... Oh, yeah, the huh, what stuff is because, like, you know, sixth graders are so unsure of themselves. They always have to, like, <laughs> yeah. confirm what people are saying to them. <laughs> but it, it actually reminded me of, like, SNL sketches or whatever, where the character's like, huh, what? You know, like, it just, like, there, I forgot the specific sketch, but that happened. But uh, I like that. So McGettigan said, uh, what did he say? He, he said, cut out this the parts where I'm asking her, uh, where I'm talking to her, like, what? You want to see another trick? He's like, oh, cut yeah. that out and just go straight to the next trick. Okay. Because it's kind of like a speed bump in the way. Yeah. In the it's like questions and improv. It's just slowing down their story. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. slowing it down. And you sucked to the word count, so I was proud of you for that this week. I did. Nice job. And you and I talked about the Susie Thompson bit was a little unclear. Yeah, I was just... Yep. I, I mean, I understood what you're trying to say. I was just unsure of the semantics. Like, were you asking her to ask Susie Thompson or... Well, that's what Susie kids Thompson do. That's to, what, yeah, no, I thought it played yeah, perfectly. That's what kids do. No, I like, I like what she's doing. I just think that the wording around it would clear it up so that it reads easier. I don't know, because yeah. I feel like that's exactly how little kids do it. It's a little bit overcomplicated, and they mumble through it. Well, yeah, but like, just, did I, Susie yeah. Thompson ask you to, to go to the dance with me? Yeah. She did? Well, what's your answer? Like, I want... Oh, yeah, okay. after the question. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I think what we're all saying is, because Heather said that too, I was just thrown off It like, tripped something in my brain. Like, my brain tripped over it. So that's all. Yeah, it just needs to be cleaned up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Fix the flow, Jim. Words are a river. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's McGettigan's advice was to like take that sentence and try to distill it into what I'm trying to say yeah. into a beat and then spit it back out in a way that's easily 
to understand. Yeah. Again, I think people are too hard on themselves sometimes. In class, like, you know, I heard people say, well, this is fucked up. It's like, these are all first drafts. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, and that's the whole point. So, yeah. I, but, you know, like I said, I've yet to hear someone say something in the class. I'm like, read something. I'm like, this fucking sucks. You know? Even when people I'm do I'm surprised like, by that, actually. My monologue is just a small scene. And we're yeah. like, we don't care. Yeah, yeah but no. it's like, yeah. I haven't seen anything where like, this person is super untalented. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, because I've definitely been in writing classes. And as an yeah. editor, I've written, you know, edited reported stuff. I'm like, this person sucks. You know? Like, so, <laughs> Man. yeah. So that's a pleasant surprise. That uh, makes me feel good. Yeah, no, you should feel proud. You know, I don't lie about this shit, guys. All right, but see, I would, yeah. I would say that a few of the narrations, like I liked having it, but you could cut a couple out. Yeah, definitely. not a lot, just a few. Yeah, because I like having it. I really like this one compared to the last one where it was. I was kind of ignoring the audience. This one, I feel like I'm talking to the audience the whole time, and they're interacting. Yeah, with it. yeah. No, I did that too. I found my audience first and that made it way easier. Yeah. And also and also just having the beats first in my head, like I said, there was only like four beats to the real story and that made it easier. Whereas like the other ones we're trying to go back and do the beats to a story we've already written and it's really confusing to me. It was funny when McGettigan's like four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> four, four you were birthed and raised in an eagle nest and that merited one beat. Yeah. Yeah, my birth. <laughs> Heather, what were your thoughts on Jim's story? I liked it, but um I was pretty sure that part about the girl was made up. <laughs> wow! <laughs> because he was really nice to her, and oh, I he was oh, like talking point. about his feelings. Oh, but you know what? She rips out his heart in the end. Yeah, I called her. <gasps> Maybe she is real. <laughs> I think the only thing that didn't sound believable is when he forgives her. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, and the other big point, McGettigan, he said, what would be funnier if the kid really dies at the end? Because that's to me, the kid really dies at the yeah. end. Or if the kid just thinks he's dying. I think it depends on your sense of humor. I think there's a way, because to me, it's like the kid dying, you can make that really dark and funny. You know what I mean? But there it, is there is a level of absurdity to it, so maybe that doesn't ring as true. It won't play in a lot of audience. Child yeah. death isn't a popular one. It, I mean, it, I've, I you're laugh. out of your mind, JB. <laughs> for for Jim's audience, I would think that's an issue. Yeah. But yeah. there is a lot of humor in seeing that kid like roll around in the ground when he just like had his bike handle shoved in his dick, and you're like. Walk it off, kid. Fuck you. I don't remember reading that. Was that in the story? No, that's like a YouTube video <laughs> a uh, where the kid gets hit in the dick and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm dying. Yeah. You just laugh at him because you're like, you're such a little bitch, kid. Yeah, that was the worst. Remember like bikes when you were a kid, they came with a little nut pad on it? I don't know if you remember that. No. <laughs> no. Oh, the styrofoam piece or a little oh, yeah. tube in yeah. the middle? I didn't have that shit. Yeah, because you had a girl's bike and they don't have No, I was like, I'm riding this bike John had right on the bar. John had a motorcycle <laughs> when he was 12, so... <laughs> okay, so who do you want to go next? You're you're also going to read, by the way, as a guest, special guest. I'm happy to read. All right. Yeah. Well, why don't you go next, JB? Do you, can you pull it up, or you want yeah, to just pull it up. you can just read off my phone if you oh, want. Yeah, read off your phone. Okay. I don't know. Should I read the first monologue or the second one? The no, second read the second one. one. We're all doing the second one. Okay. Is so it, you're doing the second. The second one. one makes me feel a little bit more insecure, but I'll do it. Good. That's what the show's all about. You're anonymous, so. I mean, just yeah, but that a lot of it hits true to home a little bit, kind no. of. <laughs> oh, you're worried about people that you were, but it's all no. about yourself, right? No, no, that's the thing. It is too much about myself. Okay, because okay. I, I picked out my flaws and stuff. Okay, guys, quit fighting. What are you guys doing over there, Heather and John? It, it was adorable. I'm squeezing her kidney. 
Her kidney. I, I don't know why I said I had to pee. That would be my bladder. It was oh. like a slow motion. The kidney makes bite. the urine. I'm trying to. I have to pee and I'm warm. So he wanted to lay on me. Anyway, JB, proceed. So it looks like everything's in order. Wait, sorry. Give the title. Oh, best new boss. <laughs> okay, it's important. So it looks like everything's in order. I'll just take your social security card and your driver's license. Any questions for me? So did Paul give you an orientation? He showed you where to park. Well, come follow me. So I think you're going to like it here. I mean, Paul's great, and so am I. I'm, I'm a really great boss as well. A little bit about me. I, I don't really get mad. I'm uh, generally pretty calm, cool, and collected. In fact, I don't think I've ever yelled in a restaurant. Hey, Mike, have I ever yelled in a restaurant? No, I didn't think so. Yeah, and the only thing that really set, upsets me is condescension. Can't stand it. To just have one person talk down to another person just really pushes my buttons, you know? Yeah, Mike told me he quit his other job when he heard I was working here. I used to work with him in this real hellhole. Never work in West Bloomfield. Worst customers in the world. So we get paid every two weeks, and since uh, this Friday is payday, you'll not get paid um, this week. Uh, You'll get paid for this week, the Friday after next. You look confused. It's simple. It's a 14-week, 14-day pay period that is paid out a week after the pay period is up. It goes back a week and then the previous two weeks. Don't worry about it. It's probably the same as you've had it somewhere else. Here's the ballroom. And this is where we host a lot of weddings and such. If you ever have, need extra hours, I can usually find um, some extra work around here as a banquet server. You know, I, I do love this job. Uh, it's interesting, the restaurant business. It always stays um, different. I mean, just last week, I had the chef. I had to walk the chef through how to run the restaurant without water. He kept saying we need to close, but I have been through so much worse, you know? So right here is the employee break room, some lockers. This is the employee bathroom. Come on, let's go through here. It's kind of funny how I got the job, really. I was uh, working construction, running a crew of guys, refurbishing houses. The job started slowing down, and I got a call saying, Hey, John, you want to run a restaurant? I thought, why not? That sounds like fun. No food experience. But two interviews later, they made me the general manager. I like to think it's just because I'm a tall white guy. Society has trained everyone to see people like me as leaders who you should just listen to. Also, our company offers an employee discount uh, to our restaurants, 40% off for you and one guest. Just make sure you make your reservations through me. If there are any problems at another property, just walk away. It's so much easier to resolve it the next day if it's just me and the other manager. Monday through Friday, employee meal is served at the end of shift. Sunday and Saturday, it's served before service. It's funny. I used to have a real problem with trying to prove I'm the smartest person in the room. Now, I know that people could just sort of tell I'm smart shortly after meeting me. I don't have to put any effort into it. Here's the front desk of the hotel. If you ever need to, you can also get a discount for rooms. Um, Last time I stayed here, I think it was $40. Yeah, I can't even uh, imagine talking to a former version of me. Like for a while, I had a serious God complex, and I thought I might be the second coming Uh, when I was a kid. Here's my office. Just wait right here. I got to make copies. Any questions? You're a quiet one. Well, I think you're going to like it here anyway. Actually, now that I think about it, when I came out and I thought I was the second coming to my youth minister and I expected a reality check, she just sort of passively nodded as to say, I could see that. 
What a terrible thing to do to a kid. Uh, now we'll go down the guest hallway. Guest bathrooms to the right here if you ever need to direct them, which brings us back to the host stand where we started. Oh, John, you know, we all forget to do the three claps. We'll remember that for claps. I did more because he's a guest. That's true. Thank you. I, I clapped the appropriate amount, I thought. Anyway, I, is one hand clapping my thigh. It, but then I'm, see, I hold the mic up to my thigh, and then I clap like this. Nice. Yeah. That sounds better on mic. Stage anyway, magic. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm foleying this. But, uh, yeah, I like that. And it's funny, actually, knowing what we know now from talking to you, like, because... Uh, about you know your work in the restaurant industry, like stuff you're saying now, like Jim, like oh yeah, this is so. What percentage of this is true? A hundred percent. Okay. So, but the character is you. You want to stress not. I thought at first it was. Uh, am, am I right? Well, or is here, it... here's what I did. I was having a lot of trouble because um, I have a lot of stories and I I'm good at telling stories, but to really have a comedic perspective um, was tough for me to really narrow it down. Because if I tell a story, it's going to be you know from my viewpoint and it'll have a lot of layers and I wanted to simplify it into something really funny. So I picked out one of my biggest flaws, which I know I'm arrogant and uh, the really the only thing that makes me mad is condescension. And I know how that just conflicts with itself. And I wanted to like exaggerate that in the story and pull parts, pull actual uh, silly thoughts that I've had in my life and things that I remember saying that when I think back, it's like, geez, JB, you said that out loud to somebody else and they didn't react to it. And then the whole like uh, God complex, that was like a thing I had when I was a kid. And really nobody called me on it. Like when I uh, tried to convince it to somebody for a reality check, because I knew it was like a problem. I mean, later on, I got over it. I got over it. I don't think I'm the second coming of Jesus anymore. Was there an incident that made you, you know, say like, oh, I'm not God or were you humbled in some way? No. Did you tell your friends that you could get them some wine and then it, you just brought water? No, but I, I would try to think about, like, how do, how do I do miracles? It, it was a weird thing, guys. <laughs> so did you feel you had the ability to, like, manipulate energy with your, your mind or your body? You know what I mean? Like, Come on, we all do that, right? Do we? I don't know. You've never manipulated energy with your mind? No, I mean, like, you know, pull energy, you know. Obviously, I have because I brought up the question, but... Have so you guys Jesus that? is like Magneto? Is <laughs> yeah, in a way. No, it's just like, because um, I know my arrogance and things like that is layered with, con like, it. to be arrogant, you kind of have to be condescending. And that's like my biggest pet peeve is to see somebody talking down to somebody else. And I've wanted to, like, show that in, like, the worst things I've said and put it all into one story and tie it together with an orientation for a brand new person. And I'm, I like, the whole story just trying to, this is stuff you need to know. I don't really want to talk about it, but let's talk more about me. Just make the whole thing about me. And I thought it was a fun thing to do. It's, it's interesting because I will say this. I would tell you if I thought you were arrogant, but I mean, in the three weeks, it's only three weeks. Maybe yeah. I don't know you well enough, but I haven't heard you say anything remotely douchey. You know what I mean? Like where you say something and I'm like, eh, or I look at John or Jim and we haven't looked at each other about you one time. And I we've done that with that. other people in class. And each other. But, and I say that as someone that's often accused of being arrogant myself. Oh, no. When I listen to the podcast, I'm like, oh, man, I wonder if we'll get along. We seem to be similar in uh, a lot of ways. Who, you and me? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I like you the best. And why you like me the best. It's Aww. <laughs> that was arrogant. See, I jokingly be arrogant, but uh, my sister said, I've never met such a combination of arrogance and low self-esteem. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but, She's uh, never been on the internet. Yeah. And, uh, but... 
Yeah, I mean, I've definitely gotten that for, before from people, and I'm just like, most of the time, I'm just joking. Yeah. Or maybe it's my character. I felt like your character was just like, you cut out all the good parts, and you're like, this is what's left. Oh, meaning like the rede- socially redeeming part. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And his story was like, you left in all the shit, you know? <laughs> oh, no, I, I tried to really focus on the arrogant parts and arrogant things I've said in uh, situations like the God complex. I'm like, this has to be the finale where, you know, I literally continued to think that I was the second coming for a minute there. Mm-hmm. I like that. You can't go much higher than that in arrogance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. If you had just moved out to like Utah and started a cult. Yeah. Oh, man. you were almost There's, there. Hey, he's only 27. There's time. You were three fifths of the way there. Did you, <laughs> what did McGettigan say about the story? Uh, it needs a point. Yeah. That's right. Like when he was doing the other reviews, I thought it's like, yeah, I knew that it was like um, weak. Like it wasn't a, a spectacular day or an interesting day in time. But I really just, um, I struggled writing. I tried, wrote like three different stories and I didn't like them. And then the day before, you know, today before class, I was trying to work it out with my friend, you know, what my big flaw is. And he just sort of said the things I already was thinking, which was the arrogance and the condescension. And then I decided to just put it together in an easy structure in a boring day. And then I purposely didn't try not to say any excuses before I read because I wanted the critiques to be natural without anybody thinking, oh, this is, character is him. Because mm. the character was based on my flaws. So I wanted to hear that before everybody knew that it was based on my flaws so nobody would hold back. What I was thinking when we were talking in class about uh, like what could be different about today at this point what if you come back and it's an intervention? <laughs> and it's just like, because you walk back to the desk and it's kind of, yeah. it's, it's a nice like circular story. You're coming back to the beginning. But I'm like, what if he comes back and this has all been a ploy and this is an intervention? How would that, like, what would the first line of the intervention be? You can't have them say it. No, but what, what would I be reacting to? That's, you- that's the problem. Like it's a... It's an interesting idea, but how do you make it work for a monologue? Well, no, no, because just like, um, just like in your story, now I just blanked your name. I apologize, Jim. Jim, mm-hmm. just like in your story, Jim, where they were, where Mike was saying you have to almost script out what she's saying to you. Oh, you mean the like invisible text? Yeah. Okay. What's the invisible text? Yeah. No, the subtext. Yeah. Uh, it would be like you have a serious problem. You're like you don't understand social cues you think you're the second coming like if you left out like oh yeah when i was a kid i figured out i was the second coming of christ yeah and just nothing else after that oh man nothing else changed it just continued to go and on. then you like you come around and then there's the intervention like you're not jesus christ oh man <laughs> but how do you convey that without the intervention saying something I kind of feel like you just have to walk, like we walked back and there was a crowd around the desk. Is this an intervention yeah. or something? But how, with your structure, I feel like it'll be hard to convey. But it was a funny idea, I thought. It could, it could work as a sketch. Like if I, because. It would be a lot easier as a sketch. Because this character I, I plan to keep because it'll be easy for me to write. And um, it will. Yeah, no, and this is funny. It'll be easy for me to write, and I want to use a character that, because he was saying that it's so good to use something so true, especially with your own personal flaws. I feel super vulnerable, which is why I was stumbling through it mm. when I was reading it here, because um, I do have a lot of public speaking experience. I'm usually fairly good with words and reading things, but um, that one just is... It didn't matter before, did it, JB? 
No. Mm-hmm. Now it's personal. Yeah. Yeah. And and plus, since I haven't reworked it yet, and I know there's so many errors in it, it is like a, it irked me a little bit to read. I that I did not. Mike McGettigan, our teacher, always said read it out loud before you bring it in, and I didn't do that. I got in class and I was like, "Fuck." You know, it's funny when he said that. That's actually a big thing in a lot of journalism schools. My professors told me that too. It's like read it out loud. See, that's the thing. When I got really good at public speaking, I. I got really good at reading around the mistakes. So I would be smooth reading it, even if there was extra words or missing words. Yeah, because you almost like you learn to read ahead a little bit in your head. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like you're looking at it before you're re- you know, reading it. So it, doesn't, so it doesn't work as well for me anymore to read it out loud because I just fix everything automatically. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for sharing that. I thought it went well. And, you know, I will say that I think it's very hard to be arrogant and self-aware. I used to have a bigger problem. Okay, good. Me too. <laughs> I would, and more critiques from me. Um, <laughs> it's funny, John, they're con- they're constructive. They're oh, constructive. Good. Yeah. Uh, I think getting to the condescending part, it took you too long to get to the paragraph where you're trying to be condescending. Yeah. Because it's not a uh, a direct correlation, so it's harder to follow. I do like the check thing because it's so hard to explain to these new employees what the fuck biweekly is. Yeah. Like you do, you've done it every week of your life, right, kid? Yeah. Well, then just go with it. It'll yeah. be fine. But they Is never. So I mean, I understand that right away. Like, that's usually how I've been paid. So it's usually how you've been paid. For but... these, when you're working with like restaurants, you yeah. get these stupid kids off the street. Yeah. They don't think for themselves, <laughs> and they're like, "Well, when do I get paid? Friday." Well, this is in the middle of a pay period, so it'll be next, like two weeks from now. They're like, "I don't get it." Like you just shut your mouth and do what I tell you, kid. <laughs> I think every job I've ever had, except for one, like that goes from like a pizza place to newspapers, always paid bi-weekly. No, no, it's mostly bi-weekly. But when you when you do have somebody who hasn't worked very many jobs, uh, I see what you're saying. Like their first job, they never even knew how they got paid. They just got their first paycheck. Uh, okay, that could have made me seem arrogant, guys. I apologize. <laughs> and I, I never do... worked such a low brow job. As this <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I like cool. the thought yeah, that. Yeah. Check your privilege, sir. Sorry. My, I think my favorite thought while listening to the podcast is that me and you possibly could have quit video games the same year. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'm much older than you, so. I know. The same, <laughs> the same actual year. Wait, well, what year did you uh, quit playing? Uh, I was in middle school, and. So I was well out of college. So, <laughs> so it would have been early 2000s. Uh, yeah, that's about, that sounds about right, actually. Well, no, was the Nintendo Wii out? Because I did have a Wii. I didn't have a Wii. I, maybe, uh, no. I it would have been more mid-2000s. Yeah, it was early 2000s for me. Because I would play those video games, and I would get, like, like especially, like, the adventure kinds, like uh, Resident Evil, and I would feel sad after it was over. I'm like, I'm not in this world anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> See, I, I recognize the problem within myself. Like, oh, I'm waking up early, staying late, and just obsessed with playing a game until yeah. it was over. And it, I like, this is a problem. This is an addiction. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I, I got to stop. So I just quit. The only game I have on my iPhone is Solitaire. I can't put games on my iPhone either. Yeah. Did I you think? Thing. I was addicted to Bejeweled for the longest time. <laughs> and one day, I actually had a friend delete it off the phone for me. I think my sister did. I've done that. You yeah. even do it That's yourself. Yeah. And it's like, but I've been clean for a good, because if I was still playing video games to do that, this podcast would not be happening. Oh, I probably I wouldn't even be taking improv class. I, yeah, no, same thing. I, you guys, you don't understand, guys. Like, if I picked up Skyrim, I would lose my job. 
Yeah. What? You'd only be like 4,000 hours in. No, here's the thing. I don't, I haven't <laughs> played video games. I've never, yeah, I've never played Skyrim or any of those games. But I still listen, like a true addict, I still listen to video game podcasts and stay up to date on everything. Yeah. And I haven't played video games, like aside from like a game at my friend's house or things like, I haven't owned a system in more than a decade. That's true. I do watch uh, like Twitch sometimes. I'll just watch games on YouTube. But you, you and John both play World of Warcraft though, right? Yeah. Intermittently, yeah. When they come out with new content, I play it, and then it's just so funny. I, like, I know what I, I know about loot grinding in Diablo, and like I yeah. think I think it's World of Warcraft. There's like that hidden cave with all the weapons and stuff. In no, it. it's something different. But anyway, I've never played any of these games. It's and same I know. Way. Yeah, no, I know exactly. <laughs> it's how that the only reason I still even subscribe to it is I have a friend in uh, Canada, and that's how I talk to her. I see. Well, thank is you for cute? yeah, yeah, but she's married. Hey, you know, most of marriages end in divorce. <laughs> anyway, yeah. thanks for sharing that, Doobie. That actually makes me feel better about my decision to quit, yeah. you know. So, all right, John, you want to go or you want me to go? I can go. Okay. We'll leave the reluctant hero to be reluctant. Okay. I am the real, that's true. Why do I feel like you're judging me, Heather? When you I'm not. I'm, I have to pee, but I don't, I don't want to be can, rude. Well, we He's going to read can, a story. We can edit it. Heather, you can pee and listen to the story. You want me to hold you up like a bazooka and Heather, squeeze you until my you favorite pee? podcast. I always hear people. It's like, oh, she's coming in from the bathroom. I never hear them leave, but I always hear them come back. So I know it's like something that always happens on all podcasts that go over an hour. Yeah. So why don't you? No, I don't usually go to the bathroom. Heather, fucking get up. Yeah, get up and pee now. You, now we're all going to be thinking about your bladder. Which I think I think bladder is probably one of the few non-porn characters. Oh man, I got to see it in action. The Heather Wrangler. Yeah, John is a Heather Whisperer. Like he's he's an MVP. Just just pee, Heather. Come on. (laughs) I am an expert at soothing Heather. All right, John. Why don't you go? I have to reload mine. It was on yours. Okay. Are we gonna say anything about technical problems? Uh. We might, uh, yeah, I'm just going to add right here. We might be having some technical problems. I don't know how much we lost. I mean, I have an idea, but uh, I'll, I'll fix it in post. If we have technical problems, I'll leave this in and apologize for them. Sorry, everybody. Here's my story titled, I didn't bother to write a title for this story. Duncan, as a man, there'll come times when you'll be confronted with violence. I remember once when I was walking through my school halls, me and another guy bumped into each other. And I stopped and asked for his forgiveness. Just like your mom tells us, always be polite. This guy, though, he was not interested in being polite at all. He looked back at me and told me I needed to watch where the fuck I was going. Now your mother, she always says that you should avoid a fight. But Duncan, I had to uphold the sanctity of good manners. I stopped, held my ground in a very peaceful way, told this guy to shut right the fuck up. Well, this guy decided it was time to keep it real. He got in my face insulting me and begged me to meet him after school. Now you should, uh, you should never make an appointment to beat somebody's ass, Duncan. The prosecutor will have a good argument for premeditated murder. The worst you'll get for a beatdown of passion is manslaughter. And you never want to hit first, Duncan. It's always been the MacGuffin code of conduct to never hit first. It's just not honorable. And if you comes to court, it gives you a great defense that it was just a self-defense. My stance of nonviolence wasn't respected. 
This guy punched me right in the face. He used his class ring to really connect. I felt my whole face start to swell up immediately. Your mom is right. Violence is never the answer. But one day you'll be punched in the face and the only possible answer you can give to such an insult is to go ape shit crazy and beat the fuck out of that guy. As soon as he punched me, I dropped my bag, reached out, grabbed his neck and slammed him into a locker. He tried to hit me a few times, but I just deflected his punches with my head. I squeezed his windpipe harder and harder, but surprisingly, he got loose before he passed out and he took a swing at me. I ducked this wild swing, grabbed his arm, and pivoted my, his body over my hips, throwing him hard into the floor. I let the momentum from the throw lift up my body and slam my shoulder down right into his sternum for good measure. We both stood, but as I moved in for the kill, his friends pulled him away from me, and he just ran like a little bitch, disappearing into the crowd. Just as Ender Wigan brutally destroyed Stilson to stop kids at his school from bothering him, I beat the shit out of this kid so hard that he dropped right out of school. I never saw his ass again. So remember and listen to your mother, Duncan. Fighting is never the answer. Yay. So that was like the third time we've heard that story today. <laughs> I got it this time. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess we kind of went over the part where that is a true story about how I beat the shit out of a kid and he dropped out of high school. And I think yeah. the first two times I heard it today, I didn't realize that it was taking place in school because it f had such a Western feel. I was like, it's in the saloon. Like, you're by your voice, it's in a saloon. <laughs> and like the class ring threw me off the first two times. Now I get it because you did mention school right at the top. Yeah, I tried to place it in the halls yeah mm -hmm. but he's an old guy now and he's thinking back to the glory days and, yeah and so to ask what percentage of the story was true uh the only thing that's not true is i don't have a son okay and yeah like we were reiterating john beat up a guy so bad he dropped out of high school it's the best way to describe a story uh it's a really cool accomplishment that should be like a boy scout badge or something <laughs> um in my defense I got compliments from teachers for making him drop out of high school. That's how annoying this kid was. Yeah. What I was going to say, what did McGettigan say uh, that your story needed? Like, what were his suggestions? Like, it needed a point of view? Is that one? Uh, I think... Or interaction? I forgot exactly what. It needed, like, more emotional connections. I wrote it down. Uh, why he's telling the story, I need to make that more clear. How does it affect the father and how does it affect the son? Um... How in the mom and dad connected, because I didn't explicitly say it was the father. I kind of used it as him talking about listening to your mother to connect it. But McGettigan said it should be more clear. How does the boy respond to the story? I think that was all the stuff McGettigan said. And more gravy, I think he said. More gravy, yeah. Whatever that means. More gravy. emotional gravy, I think. Yeah. Okay. Now I I'm love to cover an emotional gravy. Anyway, we'll move on to my story now. Like, there's this weird, like, sort of pressure hanging over me now because I'm like, okay, get this out before we run out of tape. Um, <laughs> the story is called Teaching My Mother to Use the Internet. Okay, first hit the button on the back. That's the power. No, I said the back, the right side. Yes, it's turning on. See the light in the front? You have to wait uh, a minute for it to start up. I don't know why the but button isn't on the front. Don't worry about that right now. Okay, now see that icon on the desktop? Sorry, the desktop is the thing we're looking at right now. 
No, not the little squares in the corners. Those are the icons. The icons sit on the desktop, which is a whole screen. So click on the... No, remember what I told you about the mouse? Take the mouse and move it. Now, you see when you move it, the little arrow moves on the screen? You don't? Do it again. See that arrow there? You seriously can't see that arrow moving across the screen. How can you not see that? It's right there. No, I'm not yelling. Okay, you see the arrow now. Good. No, you're doing fine. I'm sorry. Move the arrow to the icon that says Firefox. Yes, the orange circle. Click that. No, click the left button. You click the right button. That's why that box popped up. It's a menu. Don't worry about that right now. Just click the left button. You're right. It doesn't make sense as a left button. It should be the right button because most people are right-handed. I don't know why. No, it's not a dumb question. You're fine. Yes, I know you didn't grow up with computers like I did. Yes, I knew you grew up on a farm with no running water or electricity. You made me spend every summer there with Grandma, remember? No, I'm not mad. Of course I would tell you if I was mad. Okay, so this is CNN.com. This is what it's called your homepage. It means every time you click on Firefox, yes, the orange circle, every time you click on the orange circle, it will take you to this page. Yes, you can check your email after that, but we have to set up an email for you. And Wait, wait, don't, don't look at the screen. Let me see that mouse real quick. Okay, first of all, I told you not to look at the screen. Second, the picture of that girl is not something that's on my computer. It's what they call a pop-up ad. You can't control it. It's like when you get junk mail or when a telemarketer calls. No, her name isn't Live Jasmine. That's the name of the site. No, I don't know that because I go to the site all the time. Nobody goes to that site. It's just an ad that pops up whenever uh, the computer has a virus. You're right. A virus is very serious. Why don't I fix the computer and we can try this again tomorrow? Yeah, all right. That was good. Uh, I mean, the clapping was good. Uh, so that story is essentially, except for the porn part, I mean, my mom finding out about the porn part, 100% true. It's just an amalgamation of everything. Uh, thoughts? Uh, I say a new thought I had on the third reading. <laughs> <laughs> I was really, that was really a struggle to get through that. I was just like, like fucking up words in the beginning. I was like, I don't want to read this again, but... Uh, I kind of feel like you could drop the virus thing since it's not really a virus. It's just bullshit websites trying to make money. Yeah. Well, that would, I'm trying to bullshit my mom. Well, yeah, but that would give you space if you drop that paragraph to yeah. make your uh, your mom's triumphant emotional overcoming of your self-esteem. That's true. And help her destroy you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have to figure out a way to help my mom destroy me. She could get a divorce. Like she's always talked about. It's got to be realistic. <laughs> Re reiterate that I also felt the struggle of teaching my parents how to do things on computers. Yeah. yeah the struggle is real. Uh, and then McGettigan said just to amplify it and, uh, you know, pick up the, like we talked about, maybe having more of a status change where my mom gets like the upper hand on me, something like that. Escalate the frustrations. Right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be computer related. It could be like life experience. Yeah, and then he said it could also end like something sweet. Heather, what do you think? Yeah, I like this story because I can tell like how realistic it is, and that's what I like about it. But I also can agree with um, that it it could be like amped up, like you would get more upset. Yeah. See, I think in my real life, I just don't lose my temper very often, if right. at all, and so. That's why. I just tend to get irritated like I did in the store. I kind of want to see you like destroy the computer, throw it out a window, smash it. Be like, yeah. you don't get a computer now, mom. Yeah. I can, see, I just can't imagine myself. Oh, yeah, okay, that, that's not a bad uh, suggestion. Just don't imagine it's you and your mom. Imagine it's your sister and your mom. And I then you want to see your mom, sister so. like suffer. 
I say I get along with my sister great, though. Damn it. So, yeah, You're no, ruining no. this. Yeah. Shout out to, well, she doesn't like to be mentioned, so shout out to my sibling. Um, nice work, sibling. Yeah, she's a very private person. High five. Uh, okay, so, John, do you have a fact of the week? I do have a fact of the week. I just saw this come down the Reddit line the other day. Uh, Japan has made May 9th official Goku Day from the anime Dragon Ball Z. Ooh. You know about that, Tony? Not at all. Tony's shaking his head. Heather, have you seen the Dragon no. Ball Z? I know what a Super Saiyan is. That's all I know. Super Saiyan? Uh, Dragon Saiyan? Ball Saiyan. was loosely based on uh, Journey to the East or West or whatever it was. The story where the Monkey King like journeys over and does stuff. But then the original... Either. It's an old Chinese folk okay. tale. And that, but then the original thing was kind of uh, popular. So they made like 10 more years of production and like 14 movies and it would you'd basically spend two weeks watching one fight scene now that show is a great example of heightening (laughs) (laughs) except their pacing was way off because now he's more powerful than the universe they heightened for 10 years yeah they really did and it that is kind of amazing but i thought it was interesting the reason why i chose this is they chose May 9th because the number five is pronounced go and the number nine is pronounced Q. Um, so for if you say it real fast, it sounds like Goku. Oh, okay. See, I'm not, I mean, no, the, uh, thank you for that fact of the day. I just don't know about it, but I figure, I feel like our audience is, I think I've aged out past our actual audience. So uh, that's fine. And Heather is just not interested. I mean, in that, that show has been around since you were a kid. Has it? Yeah. It definitely has. It was really on the end of when it was past when I stopped watching cartoons because that wasn't around when I was in high school, like '94. Uh, I watched it when I was in middle school, and we're almost the same age. I'm like four years older than you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> look, I'm just out of touch on Dragon Ball Z. I'm going to admit it. So it was a painful admission, the most painful of all. Anyway, that's our show for today. Uh, once again, big round of applause for JB for showing up. Great guest. <laughs> You got five. Yeah. Acknowledge you were a guest somehow, JB. Oh, I was happy. I'm happy to be here. It was a lot of fun. Did you have fun? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah well, you're a good guest, really. Uh, and Heather gave a satisfied smile, like, yeah, he was. That's very she nice. She looks like she could be more satisfied with JB, though. Uh, okay, you know, I think I observe, fine. you know, maybe that, you know, made a good point. I think I observe you more, Heather, because you say less than all of us. So I like to observe what's going on with you. She so. speaks with her eyes. It's all Thank love. You. It's a lot of facial expressions. Yeah, it's all no love. It's all love. Uh, things we couldn't, the Heather segments we couldn't get to today was Heather uh, tries on a female condom and Heather's movie review, she watched one fourth of Wayne's World. So One half, exactly one half. Okay, one half. We'll get to those next okay. week. And plus right. our scenes. We have, we have to write a sketch for next week. We'll get to those scenes. Yeah, John, if you could maybe uh, help Jim with that. Um, right. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Okay, so for the wizard, Jim Harper, the warrior, John Yar, and the maiden true, Heather Anonymous, and our special guest, JB, I am Tony Augusti, and this has been After Improv. Play us out, Jim. It's the After Improv Show. You motherfuckers. <laughs>